Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sine, mm-hmm. I think you would have done well in the 1950s and 60s in terms of fashion. Really? The whole time watching this film, I was looking at all the clothes and I'm like, oh, Sine looks so good in this. <laughs> the hairstyle, everything. I, I did like Helen's hair. Yeah, there you go. I think he was the trick, being born too late. Oh, my past, my era, am I? Or you bring it back. Hey, you can do it in the 2060s, which is only <laughs> 40 years away. Yeah, well, maybe we're just going to freeze you, and then you can come back then. I, I think I'll still be alive in 40 years. Okay. I'd only be like 70. Okay, I guess so. People can be 70. People can be 70, Lonnie. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to another episode of, you guessed it, I Miss You Man. No, it's not. It's called (laughs) I Only Like You in Movies. I'm Lonnie. I'm here with Sine. Hi, how are you going? I'm good, Sine. You're not Dylan, are you? No. That was on purpose. That was a joke. I've never, never been Dylan. It's a reference to my other podcast, I Miss You Men. Anyway, this is only like your movies for Sine and I, people who like each other, talk about movies you like. Mm-hmm. We've seen The Courier this week, which is the latest Benedict Cumberbatch film. I haven't seen Benedict in a while, to be honest. Last thing I saw him in was... Hmm. I mean, Endgame, perhaps? Old place. I think he's been in other films that I just haven't really... Come across my eyeballs, if you know what I mean. Here's a question for you, everybody. How come on Wikipedia, sometimes they list the thing, like the film and TV, and then sometimes there's like a dedicated article for the list of performances? Yeah. That's that's my question, everybody. Okay. Oh, 1917. He was in 1917. Oh, that's right. Obviously, Endgame. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, The Grinch. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, since those movies, though, I suppose. Yes. Benedict in this film. So now I've got no idea what you think about this film because we haven't really spoken about it yet. So Well, I only saw it a couple of nights ago. Well, exactly. So please enlighten me. What are your thoughts on The Courier? Oh, you're not asking me to recap it first? Oh, if you want to, go ahead. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta. So it's, it's a spy film mm. um, based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Benedict plays Greville Wynne who was a businessman in England who was recruited by the spy people mm. to work with people in Russia to somehow prevent a nuclear war, essentially. Sort of sharing secrets because they were, he was sort of working in engineering mm. nuclear sort And the of states world. were there, yeah. were in on it too, mm. the whole thing. Okay, that's the plot. What are, you, what yeah. are your thoughts though? I wanted more spy stuff. Yeah, you love spy stuff. I, but I, I, yeah, I just needed a little bit more from it. Mm. I mean, I think I made the mistake of thinking it was a spy thriller going in. 
So I was sort of waiting for the period of time where he'd have a gun and be hiding behind a door frame as people were coming into the house trying to search for him and he's like, Mm. and there's going to be a fight scene or a running away scene or something. And you're like hiding behind your hands or Yeah, and it's like really tense. (laughs) I didn't get that. And like tech, there wasn't a lot of spy tech. I mean, there was that cool little Mm. camera but I was like, is the tie pin going to be like a secret camera or a secret microphone? I know they didn't have the technology back then, but like where where are the gadgets, you know? I guess that's the issue with um, sticking quite close to a real-life event. You sort of don't have those flourishes which we expect, I suppose, I from I think what films, I wanted and... is a bit of bond, Yeah. just a little sprinkle, you know? Like mm-hmm. leave the misogyny out, obviously. Mm. But just like tiny tiny sprinkling it's funny my my boys on the weekly planet podcast they talk about how the next james bond should be set in the 1960s Mm. wouldn't that be good that'd be awesome i think that would make a lot of sense just side note to this this, i just think (laughs) of that every time i think of james bond i'm like oh it'd be so good to get a period bond wouldn't it really good anyway (gasps) imagine a 1920s bond that could be cool like during the i don't know what he'd do hmm I'm keen though. Gatsby style. Mm. Yeah, okay. Anyway, yes, um, The Courier. I liked it. I think it was solid and enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Being grabbed. You know, I, I talk about it a lot in films about being grabbed by it. Mm-hmm. Wasn't grabbed <laughs> that much. A little bit of a grab. Tiny grab. <laughs> Not a huge grab. <laughs> Wasn't a grab on the lapels. It was just like a tug on the shoulder. <laughs> I don't know oh, what this not... metaphor is, but I guess yeah. we're going with it. Okay, all right. Well, let's move on from the metaphor. Mm-hmm. Benedict's always good. There was a nice kind of fish out of water element to the spy stuff, yeah. which I thought was a nice twist on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it went to, I guess, darker places. You know, spoiler alert. We'll talk about spoilers now. I liked it, so if you want to cut off now, that's all right. Well, he's in prison got quite dark and mm. the way his body became so emaciated. Ooh. It's not really where I thought the film was heading, but that's my own fault because no. I didn't know the true story. So And a bit of a downer ending because mm. of how it all plays out and it's like he kind of gets out but then, you know, it's almost too late by that point and he's nothing yeah. goes well for his mate, you know, Perofsky. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think I was looking or expecting perhaps greater heights in terms of the tension, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. and then maybe even more of a an exciting ending and just sort of ends. Yeah. But, you know, very stylish clothes and costuming and performances, all very good and solid. Um, so I can't really fault it in that sense. But maybe, yeah, just something a little bit more. And I know I'm like, I'm the guy in this podcast who's always like, oh, the biopics should stay true to life. And you shouldn't be making stuff up just for the sake of the story. But then you watch something like this where it's like, oh, it could be a bit more exciting if they put in a car chase. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not normally the kind of person who's like, I really want more action in this film. And I guess I like action films, but I really think it could have elevated this somehow. But then that wouldn't have been true to life. So then, you know, yeah, it's a well, hard thing you've got to deal with. But where's the, like, so... blade hidden in the shoe sole or, like, <laughs> I don't know. Just well, there, there are ways bit. to bring intention that don't exactly mean you have to um, create new 
Yeah, true. Scenes or you could just, it's how it's shot and how the performances are. Like that's mm. neither here nor there really because the film's still pretty good and I liked it and it's like 87% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is probably fair enough, enjoyable enough. Yeah. Um, I think my dad would like this film. I think I think it'd actually be maybe a better film on a streaming service. Mm. You know, I'm not trying to say that if you're on a streaming service, you're um less lesser of a quality film, or it's like a second rung as opposed to cinema screenings, which are the, the top echelon. Mm-hmm. But I think this popped up on Netflix, and you just watched it, didn't think much about it, and then probably forget a lot of it after you watch it. That's fair enough. There is sort of a different set of expectations when you watch something at the cinema. Yeah, agree? I agree. Yeah. You expect a higher caliber, whether or not that's based on the fact is <laughs> different, mm. but mm. I think the feeling's still there. Mm. Do we have time for gripes with Snake? Can we get into gripes? Oh, please. What's, what's the theme song for this segment? It's gripe time with Snake. Do, do, do. <laughs> okay. No bad weeks. Happy to announce. Good. No empty coffee cups that I noticed. If you did notice them, please tweet a screenshot at mm-hmm. I only like you pod. Love to see it. The runtime. Guys, it's an hour and 51 minutes. It's almost a two-hour film. What do I say, Lonnie? You love a tight 90. I love a tight 90. What's wrong with a tight 90? This film, for me, actually didn't feel very long in the beginning. I think mm. like the first couple of acts went by really quickly and I was in it. But that last half really dragged when he was in prison. And I was like, what are we doing, guys? Are we just going to get out or like? Yeah. Maybe that could have added to the tension if it was a bit shorter as well. Didn't mm. didn't drag so much. Yeah, fair enough. That's all. Okay. Well, they're the, they're the three things I normally complain yeah. about. So Fair enough. No, it's good. I think back to you know, something I raised in the you know, Judas episode mm. um, about you know, films being ones where the question is, could you get through this? Or the question is, what would you do in this scenario? This is kind of more in the first camp, I think. It's like, could you survive being a, a secret spy and then also survive being in a, a Soviet prison? The question, my answer to that question is probably not, hey. I think I'd be, be a good spy. I meant more the prison side of it. Oh, the place. prison, no. I would die immediately. Hmm. But, yeah, being a spy, you wouldn't, wouldn't be opposed to it? I think I'd be good because no one would suspect me, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. And then I could, like, feel, like, cool and slick. Yeah. And, like, running around and, like, doing cool things. <laughs> I think it'd be good. But would you be asking your bosses, like, hey, I want to get the shoes with the knives and get a tie pin that's actually a bomb, that sort of thing? What do you mean? Would you be looking for more exciting things because that's what you liked, what you wanted in this film? Yeah, true. Mm. I need a cue to make gadgets for me. Yeah, fair enough. But the other side of it is like, what would you do? The, the other question I sort of think films can ask if you were in that situation. I mean, you want to do right by your country, don't you? But then when it's inconvenient, the country wasn't so keen to help him. So kind of indicates maybe you know, he was being used rather than being part of the yeah, what do you reckon? Here's the thing. I always find it really difficult to watch films where national pride is like part of it because mm. I just don't feel a sense of national pride to my country. It's really not an Australian thing unless you're one of those people that like has the Southern Cross tattooed on your bicep and 
drive a ute and drink forex. I don't know that like patriotism is the same level in Australia as it is in America or the UK. Especially back then, I think. Yeah. I think, you know, you're right. That was not so much of a thing in Australia at the best of times, but also people like you and me are, 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 I was going to say wised up, wozen up, wised up, I think is the way to say it. Yeah, I don't think wozen is a word, but maybe it should be. (laughs) Maybe it should be. makes sense, doesn't it? People wised up to how unequal our society really is and how things are set up for, you know, certain certain people, certain types of people have all the money. Mm. Society works in their favour and doesn't necessarily work in the favour of other people. So it's hard for me to go to war for a country that I don't think is particularly great. And, like, obviously we're doing better than most countries and I like mm. living here and for the most part we we handle issues well, but there are so many issues that we don't handle well nope. that would make it hard to put your life on the line for a place that perhaps wouldn't for example if you're in india and there's a covid outbreak in your country mm-hmm. wouldn't, let, wouldn't try and bring you home it's hard for you to lay your life down for a country like that isn't it i know but they deserve it apparently money because they knew that they were gonna be stuck over there so apparently they just deserve to die and, you know, obviously there are other places in the world have had covid worse than that who we didn't we helped so anyway we don't know the answer to that is yeah. that the government's bad so. <laughs> But you're right, it is it is appealing to national pride. I don't think it would work in Australia anyway, really, you know. Maybe it would. There's obviously some people who base their politics around people who aren't Australian, so, yeah. Yep. I'm unsure, I guess, is my answer. Mm. Unsure. Being a spy, though, you're right. You and I would be good spies because we would sort of people you wouldn't suspect. I don't reckon you'd be a spy. Mm, okay. Cool, yeah, that's, that's that's what I want you to think. Ah, mm. there it is. You see, I just act like this guy who's just a regular, the guyiest guy in the world. All he does is watch movies and talk about Emily in Paris. There it is. Actually, <laughs> actually on the spot. I knew it was coming. <laughs> and there it is. What did you know it's coming, Sadie? The fact that you've somehow taken it as a challenge to reference Emily in Paris in every podcast that we do, even especially when it's not relevant to what we're talking about. I'm excited to see these segues get more and more complex as we progress. We got last week. It's like you're about to slip in a sponsorship. You know when you're watching a YouTube video and they're like, you know what I like? Mm-hmm. Food. You know what else I like? Free websites. <laughs> and yeah, this video reminds me of learning. That's why I want to talk about Skillshare. Yeah, <laughs> that's you, but with Emily in Paris. So the, the characters in this movie wore some awesome clothes, and that reminds me of Emily in Paris, who also wears clothes <laughs> that are ridiculous. Do you know who his wife was? Oh, Jessie Buckley. Yeah, so she was in I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Ah. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that? Um, watch the trailer, at least. Is that the Jessie Plemons one? Yes. No, I did not watch that. On your advice, because you said you didn't think I'd like it because it's a Charlie Kaufman film. You would have got so mad watching it. (laughs) (laughs) You would have got so angry at it. Why? What are we doing? What's he all about? And why? And who? (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's dive into The Courier. 
Let's okay. get spoilerific. Mm. Guys, don't take cigarettes from someone who is very obviously about to poison you. <laughs> obviously, they are poisoned. Obviously, so don't smoke them. Say you're trying like, to quit. Yeah. Spy 101, isn't it? Oh, thanks. I'll, I'll have them later. What are you doing? Yeah. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Should have known. Why did the Russians love poisoning people? Remember there was that guy in the UK who got poisoned by them? And then they poisoned the opposition leader in government and then jailed him afterwards. They just love poisoning. Love poison, don't they? Yeah. Works, I suppose. I mean, I guess so. Here's the other thing about this film. Being a dictator looks really easy. Because all you've got to do mm. is, like, get up and mm. be like, we're going to crush America and we're the best country. And then you get a standing ovation from everybody. They love you. And you sit back down. You just yell a couple of times about how much you hate America mm. and that they're going to you know, be on the receiving end of your wrath as Soviet, Russia, motherland. And that's all you've got to do, you know? Yeah, good audience, isn't it? Great audience. audience. Please. I yeah. mean, bribe your audience. You get a standing ovation all the time. All you've got to do is say a couple of lines and then you sit back down. Perfect. Should I be a dictator? I mean, I'd, I'd, be, I'd support you for sure. Well, you'd have to. You'd have no choice. Yeah, well, exactly. But mm. I'd like to as well. Oh, so. well, that's nice. <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean. It's, um, again, this is almost like, because it's a biopic and it's set in the past, there is that kind of thing. It's like, isn't this a crazy story from the past? You know, some of this stuff's still going on. Spycraft still happens and people are jailed for no yep. reason. Yep. I have a question about the film, about Benedict's performance. Mm. Firstly, I fully expected going into this to be like, yep, Benedict's the main character. He really disappeared in this role for me. I was yeah, like, I, I agree. Felt like I wasn't watching Benedict. I was just watching the film. I wasn't constantly reminded that it was Benedict Cumberbatch, which I thought I would. Another question is, did he lose all that weight, or was part of that CGI? Well, I'm not sure. I know he loves a bit of method, but like, it's a lot of weight to lose, isn't it? A lot. Yeah, I'm unsure, isn't mm. um, To your first question, do you normally see Benedict the actor or Benedict the character? Like, what do you normally Benedict the actor? I think it's mm, become okay. like a I don't know. Yeah, very distinctive as Sherlock, obviously, but then... Yeah. I kind of... When I'm seeing him being Doctor Strange, I think the accent is just a little bit jarring for me. Oh, yeah. In, in the <laughs> Avengers movie, so... Yeah. I don't really ever think it's Doctor Strange. I think it's Benedict doing an accent. Mm. But, yeah. 
Mm. He does a good job. Oh, totally. He's great. He is it fair to say he's one of those actors who kind of you can see the the cogs a little bit. Mm. No, Sometimes. I don't think that's fair. Oh, okay. He's a good actor. Hmm. I don't think the problem's with his acting. I think the problem's with his recognition. Maybe it's the it's the popularity he yeah has. Which is so odd that this is a thing that actors face, is that you're in these movies to pretend to play characters, but then you get more famous and then that affects your ability to disappear into the character. Yep, you, you, like you become a good actor because you're good at disappearing into the role, yeah. yeah. But then, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I'd like to talk about the film's use of montage. Okay. There's a problem with films like this where you're covering such a span of time. Hmm. You've got to have a few montages, right? Mm. Towards the end, it's like six months later, a year later. I'm like, okay, three years later. Like, what are we doing? (laughs) But fine. How else do you cover time without a montage? You just cut to the next scene, being in the future, have a title card perhaps. They really are only two options. Either cut one year later or you do a montage. I feel like we should come up with some different options, guys. What do, you, what do you think they could be? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like a little timeline. Maybe like a little squiggle comes up on the screen and tells you yeah. what's happened. Um, so like, you know, in Indiana Jones where he's flying around the world. Mm-hmm. I have a map and he's, he's flying yeah, and you yeah. can see it. Yeah, you can have like a timeline, a calendar. What about a calendar, um, like a wall calendar, and you can see the, the days going past and being, be cool. pages being turned over. Mm-hmm. I like that. What if we actually... Watch it in real time. The years take part, and that's what you have to watch uh, in the cinema. I'm okay with that. Okay. Right. I think it's an option. Yeah, it's an option. Though, isn't it? Do I get free popcorn and frozen cokes? Yes. Then that's fine. Because you're the dictator. Oh, excellent! Yeah. Because you worked away out from being a spy to being dictator, like. Yeah, I don't know how did. I made that leap, that career leap, but apparently I did. Um, that's fine. So fine. The film uses montage in a good way. You know what? The film uses montage in a really stupid way at mm. the end after he gets home and he's talking to all the press and he's in his front little hallway mm. and then he has to have these flashbacks to this fun time he had with the russian guy i just hated that so much because it felt to me like it was filmed without that and then they went to a screening with the producers and the producers went mm, are the audience really going to understand who he's thinking about you know maybe we'll just remind them sometimes we're not goldfish. I can remember what happened an hour ago. I'm not that dumb. I don't need the, oh, look how they're best friends. Look how they chinked glasses in that time that they danced. And, oh, it was so fun. Like, I get that it also helped because it was sort of showing his PTSD and his flashes and stuff. But I think that moment would have been so much more powerful if you just had Benedict having a moment, mm. a really quiet moment. It reminds me of that episode that we loved on Master of None, where they kept that clip rolling after he goes in the car. Do you remember that? Mm. Think about that all the time and how perfect that was because you just saw the actor go through all these emotions just on his face and it was completely silent. And I actually think this film could have benefited from a moment like that once Benedict comes home, having that moment in the hallway where he's processing, right, I'm here now, this is what we're doing, without the need for a sort of hokey, Let's do a fun montage about what best buds they are, you know? Yeah, a bit heavy-handed. What were your thoughts about that? Did you not care? No, I I think it'd be really interesting as an academic exercise to, like, 
watch it with both and see which one's more effective. Mm. I think I think you might be on the money there, so maybe that just having the actor act and having us fill in the gaps about what he's thinking about. I just, could be more yeah, effective. I just didn't need a reminder. I just didn't need a reminder as an audience member. Like I, I'd just seen them have fun times. It's not like mm. it's not like at the end of like a massive like Endgame, for example. Having flashbacks at Endgame was nice because then it's been years since we've seen these original films or whatever. Mm. But in this, it's like, yeah, I know. I just watched you guys dance. I can, I understand that you guys are friends. I've, I've got that. I've got a handle on that. Thank you. Yeah, the most to do it. Maybe if there'd been a scenario where he is doing something that that causes a flashback, that is just like what he did with his mate. Like if they were, yeah. If he went to have a cigarette, and that was just what they used to do, as an example, you know, mm. not about this film, but just in general, mm. and that causes the trigger for the flashback, that could have made more sense. Yeah. But, yeah, this one kind of felt like, hey, he's back now. Now he's remembering that. That's show him remembering. Yeah, which I just, what he's remembering. Yeah. I know. Felt a bit weird about that. Fair enough. What do you think about their plan to get the Russian guy out? He was never going to get out. Yeah, I, I think they were maybe a bit foolhardy about that. I guess they said, like, the MI6 and CIA person were like, we had to try, though. Yeah. Had to do the right thing and try to get him out. I think they waited too long to get to him, but anyway. I just keep him when he's over and doing a I trip, know, right? I know. Yeah. But he needs his wife and his kid. True. I 100% thought they were going to shoot him in the apartment in front of the wife and kid. Mm. I was, like, surprised. Here's my question. Why were they mad at Benedict for telling him that they'd stopped Cuba? I th- yeah, good question. They're like, oh, I, quick, get him out. Oh, well, um, remove, separate them. <laughs> I guess they didn't want him to think that he'd done anything right. Mm. They perhaps thought they could have got more out of him if he thought yeah. it all been for nothing and he might have revealed all these secrets, like all the stuff he'd been doing. If he'd broken if, down or something. Yeah. Mm. And I guess as well they were trying to save face about what went down in Cuba. Yeah. But, yeah, also, what's the matter? Like, he's in prison. They're going to kill him anyway. Yeah. It's a nice ending to the movie, know. but, yeah, I know what you mean. strange, yeah. but I didn't mention that as well. It, it's about Cuban Missile Crisis. I didn't really <laughs> speak about that. I don't know um, a lot about that. For some reason, you know a lot about that time of history. Uh, well, I've seen, and you've seen as well, X-Men First Class, which is all about that. So don't really know why you don't know much about it for me. <laughs> I mean, the... The leading documentary on the subject, X-Men yeah, First Class. Yeah. yeah. It's in the same universe as this. Um, no, I studied at school a couple of times and yeah. read a bit about it. It um, wasn't good. It wasn't a good time for anybody. No, I don't think they were having a fun time. Yeah, the, the, the path is quite interesting. The whole thing was that the Russians put missiles in Cuba, which is very close to America, and Americans like that's like an act of war almost that you've putting these weapons so close to us they could kill us all at the same time the americans had weapons in europe which were mm-hmm. close enough <laughs> to russia so they were doing the same thing they got mad about see this is the thing with global politics so much of it is just a pissing contest isn't it mm. it's all oh, well, i'll point my point my big guns at you and then you're gonna go point your big guns at me and oh aren't we so clever with all our big guns <laughs> That's what they sound like. <laughs> Is that what you're going to be like when you're a dictator? You'll just talk like that? Yeah, I'll talk like that, yeah. With my endless popcorn. Yeah, well, it's it's true, though. There's 
go through wars, people will die, all because people, yeah, wanna, are just having a disagreement. Yeah, won't, but want to prove that they're like big and better and clever. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're really clever. Well done. Did your mum not congratulate you as a child? <laughs> like, yeah, that's actually a really good point you raised there, Sine. There's this phenomenon with uh, politicians and especially ones who become like prime ministers and presidents. Often they've either had um, one or both of their parents die or not be around. And so there's this theory that the reason they go into politics is because they're trying to get that love or trying to prove mm. or f fill a hole in their life. Um, so like Barack Obama's parents both died. Mm -hmm. His dad died when he was in his 20s and his mum died um, a little bit later. Bill Clinton, his dad died and he was raised by his mum and his stepdad. Mm -hmm. um, Malcolm Turnbull here in Australia, his his mum wasn't part of his life growing up. So it's not just like their theory. It's like something that is out there and happening. And like yeah. the theory, I guess, is the reason why. But like there are, it, it seems backed up with evidence, I should say. I wonder if part of it as well is them feeling in control and like yeah. they have the power now in that situation where they felt helpless as a child or yeah. felt like they didn't have any say in what was happening. And I think that's fair enough. It happened to... um. Yeah, Kevin Rudd had his mm. his dad die as a as a boy, and his and his mum died as well. And it's kind of like, yeah, or trying not not saying it's about any of these politicians I mentioned, just saying they're people that this is sort of yeah been attributed to. But it's like I um didn't get enough love as a kid, and so I'm going to get get everyone to love me by being you know the president or the prime minister of my country. Yeah, and obviously it doesn't work out well for everyone who does that. No. Really. Then you got someone like Tony Abbott who. Didn't have anything go wrong in his life ever. Just thought he should be prime minister. Uh, <laughs> he was prime minister. Remember that, Sine? I remember. For like three years. I don't. Um, he ate an onion twice. <laughs> made Prince Philip a, a knight. He made Prince Philip a knight. Did you see Christopher Pine talking about that the other day? At yeah. first, I thought it was like not real because he he was acting like he was at his like a stand up comedy like Mike Night or something, mm. and he was talking about how ridiculous it was that Tony Abbott wanted to knight him, and he's like, "Yeah, we were all like, why do you want to do that?" And then didn't Christopher Pine say something like, "Oh shit, oh shit, that's, <laughs> that's what we're gonna have to talk about for the next week is like this thing." Yeah. yeah. Anyway, a bit of a politic political just some psychoanalysis about politics. Yeah. Uh, how are you going to rate the, the whole movie overall, Sine? Um, I think I'd give it two and three quarters. I enjoyed it. I liked <laughs> Benedict. What? Three quarters. <laughs> have you given a film three quarters before? I think you probably have. Probably. I mean, it's me. It's not a three-star film, though, you know? Okay. I don't, I don't have the feeling that it's a three-star film. So two and okay. three quarters. It was good. Gonna, I just wanted a bit more from it. Sure. Okay. Mm. I'm going to round it up to a three-er. Okay. Um, I think it's worth the performances mm -hmm. and worth some of the stylish elements, mm -hmm. but my lapels weren't grabbed, so. Again, give it probably not going to watch this again. Yeah, fair enough. Mm. But your dad would. Most dads would watch this film, I reckon, So You know, we talk about mum films a lot on the podcast. I think this is a real dad film. Yeah, we could do more dad films, I reckon. My dad will watch anything to do with, like, the Cold War and spies and Europe and stuff, so, yeah. Why was he involved? Hey, I don't know. 
Can't say anything more. Anyway, moving on. <gasps> Your dad a spy. I'm a son of a spy. So <laughs> she knows about me. Now, so now, I want to link, I want to thank the listeners first up because we can't do the show without them. We could, I guess. We could just chat about stuff, though, couldn't we? Anyway, what should we listen to to thank us if, <laughs> if they want to give back to the show in some way? Um, you can leave us a review and a rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can tweet at us at IonlyLikeYouPod or you can send us an email. It's in the show notes. Get in touch. Yeah. Let us know what you think. What are your thoughts about why politicians become politicians? You know, that would be interesting to hear. I mean, I'm going to be honest. If you write an email about that, I'm probably not going to read it. But Lonnie will enjoy it and read it. I will. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Can you hear that? I... That's my tummy grumbling. Can you hear it? Mine grumbled. I couldn't hear it. Mine grumbled oh. before, though. Could you hear mine? No, I couldn't hear. It was okay. okay. <laughs> Checking tummy grumbles. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.